My name is Jeremy Devins, and this is the Quiet Mind Yoga Podcast, episode 170, an advanced vinyasa practice with some shoulder strengthening and lots of stuff to be aware of the shoulders. So I had some shoulder issues years ago in my practice. There was this point where I decided to do vinyasa practice every day for 90 days. I like to give myself these like little challenges. So I would go to a class every day for 90 days, doing vinyasa yoga exclusively. And just two weeks into that, I had this persistent shoulder issue. And this is where I learned I had to be a little more particular about what classes I went to, what teachers I went to, and that I couldn't just go all in on one style of yoga or just do one thing. We need the sort of diversity of movements and experience in our bodies. And we need to have teachers who really understand anatomy and what they're doing to move our bodies safely. So I was doing all these chaturangas, all these versions of vinyasas, just following whatever the teacher was instructing. And I had this persistent shoulder issue. And I went to this body worker who I love, who I learned a ton from, and she helped me see, he's like, oh, are you doing a lot of chaturangas lately? It's like, yes. So, okay, that's part of the issue here. And that's why I always say in my classes, if we have vinyasas, you can do chaturanga, you can go belly, locust, up dog, you could do uh, chaturanga, up dog, down dog. But I always give people those options because if we just do the same repetitive things over and over again, we're not training our whole body holistically and balancing things out, and we're going to create imbalances. So after just 10 days of that, on top of my years of practice before that, and my lack of awareness about what was really happening in my shoulders, I created this shoulder issue that was basically the shoulder pain that was persistent for days and didn't seem to matter what I did. And even when I was doing vinyasas, it's like I, I just couldn't do it. Like it got so tight in my shoulder. So hopefully this class will give you some tools to address that and ways to work with that. And if it feels like today your shoulder is having issues, uh, you could try this class. If it doesn't work, try a different class, a gentler class. And if you want to check out the Quiet Mind Yoga membership, there's hundreds of classes on video you can check out there for everything you can think of, head to toe, whole body practices, all the different styles and lengths as well. So these are just our classes here on the podcast. We've also got 30-minute, 45, 15, 20-minute classes on the Quiet Mind Yoga membership and new classes added every week with me and the other amazing teachers there. So quietmind.yoga is where you can check out the membership and everything I'm up to, as well as the new upcoming yoga teacher training. It's where I teach all of this stuff, everything in depth that I have to offer, my life's work, the last uh, 10 years of teaching all condensed into that training quietmind.yoga slash YTT is where you can see the next upcoming classes. I just updated that site with more information there. And as always, uh, you can check out any of my free offers and subscribe to our updates so you can check out all the new things coming out as they come out. I just had an awesome workshop today that I led of Ayurveda for the summer season. And uh, again, that's another very holistic approach to our health and wellness, looking outside of just the physical body, but also to our diet, nutrition, and lifestyle and habits. And that workshop is recorded and available inside of the Quiet Mind Yoga membership. So thank you for listening and enjoy your practice today. It is a strong practice meant for advanced students who've been practicing for at least two years and you're well familiar with a lot of the postures and it will give you a lot of tools to work with your shoulders and your whole body as always. So thanks for listening and enjoy your practice. And let's start on the backs. Come down to the ground, knees in, rocking a little side to side on the back. 
come back to the center, one hand on each knee. As you inhale, press the knees forward, arching the low back. As you exhale, pull the knees in, rounding the low back, just moving a few times forward and back, tilting the pelvis, arching the back. Knees in as you exhale, knees out as you inhale. And then we'll come back to knees in. And here, have your legs extend out and your arms reach overhead. So your legs release down to the floor, stretching the whole body head to toe, reaching through the fingers, reaching through the toes. So whole body lengthening here. And then sort of like a handstand on the floor, like you're pressing your hands to the wall behind you and the feet onto the floor below you. And your low back's gonna arch a little bit here, but draw your belly in towards the spine like you're trying to hug the belly in to touch the floor. So you're contracting the core straight and contract the legs, contract the arms, the whole body active like you're doing a handstand here on the back. And then bring the knees in like you're doing crow pose on the back. So lift the head and shoulders round the back, pressing the arms forward, knees towards the armpits. And then back to the handstand shape, legs out. And again, your low back's probably gonna arch a little bit here, but draw your belly in like you're trying to touch the belly to the floor, strengthening the core. And then back to the crow pose on the back. And back to the handstand on the back. Now the side crow pose. So knees together, arms to your left. So you bring your right elbow outside the left knee, contracting the obliques, the sides of the core. Back to the handstand, arms out. Back to the side crow on this side. The other side, yeah. Sorry, Lauren, the other side. I didn't say that very well. And then back to the handstand. One more time each side, arms to your left. Inhale, handstand. Exhale, arms to your right. And then come back to center, hug the knees in, and rock forward and back along the spine a few times here. And come up to the tail. So if you've put things together, you might know where we're going today in the practice. Maybe we're going to do some handstands and crow pose. So we can keep adding on to that. So now we're using more of the hip flexors here by having the feet lift off the floor and bring the knees towards the armpits, arms forward, rounding the back like you're doing crow pose on your tail. And then Navasana, legs extend, palms up. Side crow here, knees together, arms to your left. Back to center, inhale. Exhale to your right, inhale center, exhale to your left, inhale center, and exhale to your right. And back to center, Navasana, now Ardha Navasana, low boat, so your low back touches the floor, everything else still lifting. If that's too much, you can always bend your knees here, holding, breathing. And then back to Navasana boat, strong hip flexor, strong core. Ardha Navasana, low boat. Inhale up, Navasana. Exhale, Ardha Navasana. Inhale, Navasana. Exhale, Ardha Navasana. And then relax everything down. Sinking boat, just relax the belly. Everything letting go. If you're able to fully activate the muscles, then fully relax the muscles.
And now knees in again, rocking along the spine a couple times. We'll come back up to the tail and just sitting cross-legged for a moment. So um, we're going to build strength in the arms and we'll go through like standard postures, whole body practice. But uh, a common thing with side crow when we get there later, which we'll demonstrate when we get there, but the way I first learned it was to have the elbows outside of the leg and one elbow to the hip and one elbow to the knee, which seems like it makes sense because you've got more points of contact, so more to balance on. But it just puts a lot of compression on your side. So like if you were in like a side twist here, or like a lunge twist, and you try to bring your elbow to your hip, like that's a lot of compression on the side. So instead of that, and actually the way that it's shown in the old yoga texts and the old yoga books is more like you're doing a push-up pose or a high plank or a chaturanga sort of thing. So the arms are like shoulder-width apart. Right? So that's the foundation of all of our arm balances. But instead of having that uh, the plank, we have that to the side of the legs. So the arms go out to the side instead of to the hip. Right, so like you're doing a push-up with the arms, then you'll go into the side crow from there on one arm, which seems a lot harder, but as we build the strength in the arms throughout the practice, uh, it's actually a lot easier because you're putting a lot less pressure on the side. So let's come back to uh, down dog, and we'll start to move. And that's kind of where we're working towards later in the practice, so you get an idea. So we want to build really good habits with the shoulders and real uh, deep strength in the shoulders. So let's come forward to the plank pose, shoulders over the wrists. The shoulders are strongest in three different locations, which I'll show you in a minute, but this is one of them. So shoulders straight ahead, arms straight ahead, just like this in the plank pose. And now we'll come down to chaturanga or knees down chaturanga, so elbows to 90 degrees. Maybe you hover here, good. And then we'll come all the way down to the belly. A little bit of locust pose here. Reach the arms back, lift the heart. Strong back of the body. And then just come back to kneeling for a moment. Right. So the shoulders are strongest. Straight up overhead, 180 degrees flexion. So the shoulders just straight up from the side. Zero degrees flexion, so the shoulders straight down. Or 90 degrees flexion, so your arms, elbows alongside the body. So, right? so it's down dog. Plank, chaturanga. So those, those are your strongest places for your, your arm, your shoulders. Anywhere in between, though, is where we get the shoulder injuries. And a lot of people get injuries from doing vinyasa or power yoga just because of that one misplacement. So you want to get, so let's do it right here, arms overhead, just straight up. Notice if there's any tension here in the shoulders, upper back, that's very common. Turn your pinkies towards each other. Reach through your ring fingers. So you're softening the upper traps, but you're strengthening this upper rib muscle here, very important to arm balances. And then here we'll bring the arm straight ahead. And you can feel your scapula kind of move apart and together a couple of times. Just do that movement a couple of times to feel somewhere in the middle of that. So your arms are active and strong, your triceps are engaged. And then elbows bend to 90 degrees, elbows in. And again, if your elbows start to go out and your hands start to turn in, that's terrible for the shoulders. That's a very common injury. Uh, so we want to keep elbows in, hands turned just slightly out. Right. All right, so we'll come back to down dog. Just keeping those positions in mind as we go through the postures, we'll make sure everything stays safe. 
forward to plank pose, shoulders over the wrist, high push-up. There should never be any pain in the shoulders throughout a power practice. If there is, let me know. We can adjust things. To the chaturanga, elbows to in towards the ribs. Hold, breathe here. Strong core, strong arms. And then forward to the plank or to upward facing dog. <laughs> upward facing dog, arms straight. And then back to downward facing dog. And then your up dog, you can check in the mirror. You want your shoulders right over the wrist. If the shoulders go past the wrist, that's another place where we put a lot of pressure on the shoulder. All right, so now move with the breath. Inhale to plank pose. Exhale, chaturanga. Inhale, up dog. And exhale back to down dog. All right, here we'll lift the right leg back. Open the hip. Slight bend in the knee or as much bend in the knee as you want here. And then step the right foot all the way forward into a lunge. Light hands float the arms up to a high crescent lunge. And again, arms are at 180 degrees flexion. Your pinkies turn in, your ring fingers extend. And if ever this is stressful on the shoulders, you can just bend the elbows. And that helps to engage the lower traps and release the upper traps. From here, let's all bend the elbows, shoulders down the back. Warrior two, back heel turns down as you extend the arms out. Focus the gaze over the front middle finger. And then we'll turn the palms up, reverse warrior, reach back. Straighten the front knee to go further back. And with the space in your right side, come to triangle pose, right hand inside the ankle or to a block. Left arm can be straight up or wrapped around the back. Right hand can go outside of the foot if you want a little more here. And then we'll come back to warrior two. Float down to down dog or chaturanga, up dog, down dog if you want. Lift the left leg back to open the hip with a bend in the knee, strong through the arms, open through the hips. And then step the left foot all the way forward to a lunge. Strong, stable legs, light arms, floating the arms up into that spot again with the arms straight up. Pinkies turn in, ring fingers extend, or elbows bend, lower traps contract. Lift and spread the front toes. You can root down to the heel and ball of the foot. You could probably scoot your foot back a little bit if you want to get the knee Short over. Rest. Yeah, like back here a little bit. So get your knee right over the ankle. Strong back leg. Nice. Elbows bent, shoulders down the back, contracting lower traps. Warrior two, back heel down, arms extend out. So even in the warrior two, there's still a little of that contraction in the lower traps. Helps support the shoulders. Help relax the upper traps. Turn the palms up, reach back, reverse warrior. And straighten the front knee to go further back. Triangle Utita Trikonasana. Left hand could be inside the ankle or outside the foot or to a block here. Right arm could be straight up or you could wrap the arm around the back. You can look down or up. Whatever feels right on your shoulders. Warrior two coming back. Float the hands down, down dog or vinyasa here.
Now, same posture is moving one breath with the movement. Inhale, lift the right leg back. Exhale, step forward, lunge. Inhale, float the arms up. Exhale, bend the elbows. Inhale, warrior two. Exhale, turn the palms up. Inhale to reach the arm back, straighten the front knee. Exhale, the triangle pose. Now we'll bend the right knee, right forearm to thigh into side angle, reaching long through the left arm. And you can stay there, or you can make movements of the left shoulder if you want, moving the synovial fluid in the joints, helping to increase range of motion. And then we'll all land back to the side angle pose, long reach to the left arm, and float the hands down back to down dog or vinyasa here. Really good with the shoulders, everybody. Lift the left leg back, inhale. Exhale, step forward, lunge. Inhale, float the arms up. Exhale, just bend the elbows. Inhale, warrior two, extend the arms. Exhale, turn the palms up. Inhale to reach back, straighten the front knee. Exhale to Trikonasana, triangle. And now bend the front knee, side angle pose, left forearm to thigh. You could just move the right shoulder around here if you want or keep it reaching. And now extending through the right side again, last little bit here, float the hand down back to down dog or vinyasa here. Forward to plank pose, shoulders over the wrist. Right hand comes a little bit forward for side plank, stacking the feet to the right edge of the right foot, left arm lifts. And you can see in the mirror, your arm's at a 90-degree angle with the body. That's why we have the right hand come a little forward with that one. Your left leg could lift here if you want a little more challenge. And back down to plank to the other side. Same thing, left hand a little forward. Right leg lifts if you want. Back to center. All the way down to the belly to locust, either with arms back. Arms like a W shape beside you or arms in a V shape overhead. And then lower hands under shoulders, back to child's pose or down dog a couple of breaths here. Recentering, resetting, steady breath. Then we'll start to come back up to hands and knees. And focus on balance a little bit here. So hands and knees, have your right leg extend back, left arm extend forward. And stay there or bend the back knee, reach for the top of the foot, creating a back bend. If there's any pain in the knee, do less. Never push through that. And then we'll slowly release back down to the other side. Left leg extends back, right arm extends forward. Stay there or bend the left knee, reach for the top of the foot. 
Great breathing, everybody. Great focus. Good. And slowly release back to hands and knees. Now a side plank variation. So I'll show you first. You can do this with the legs straight. It's just a lot harder, but it's possible. You could have the side plank thing. Or have your right knee stay down. Left leg back, left arm up. And then you could bend the left knee here, creating a back bend shape here. And then slowly release back to center. Again, either left knee down or stack the feet, side plank, to lift the right leg, bend the right knee, and hold on to the foot. And now slowly release back down to the belly, all the way down to the floor. So here, have your right arm come forward, roll onto your right side. Left hand helps you stabilize now as you move the left hip around all directions, freeing up any tension in the left hip. Just like the shoulder, it's a ball and socket joint, so it's got a lot of range of direction it can move. And if we don't move it, we lose that ability to move it over time. Synovial fluid sort of responds to how we use it. From here, have the left leg reach up and back, and the right leg reach up and forward so your legs are like a V-shape or like triangle pose. The right leg is lifting off the floor, challenging your balance here. Now you could add a reach of the left arm towards the left corner of your mat, towards the left corner of the room. You could have your head lift off the arm so the whole body strong and active and balanced in here. And then we'll release all the way down to the stomach. To the other side, left arm reaches forward, roll on to the left side. Right hand helps you stabilize. You can move the right hip around first, all directions. 41% of your flexibility is in the joints. So as the joints become easier to move, the muscles can relax more in the postures. Now we'll balance here, have the right leg reach up and back, and the left leg reach up and forward. So your legs like a V-shape again. A right arm reaches towards the right corner. Head lifts off the arm. Even though there's all this contraction happening, still relaxed in the breath. Really good, everyone. We'll come back down to the belly. And either locust pose or bow pose, bending knees, reaching for tops of the feet. If you're in bow, hips press down. Glutes contract, back contracts, whole back of the body strong so the front of the body can open here. Head's just in line with the spine, like a continuous arc, not cranking back on the neck. And then we'll slowly release all that down, come back to down dog, or you can go to child's pose if you want. We'll take that balance into our standing postures. Inhale, lift the right leg back. Exhale, step right foot forward. Inhale, float the arms up. Exhale, lean forward, warrior three. Arms stay ahead or arms reach back. Any version of this, warrior three.
back to warrior two. Right hand towards right corner or to a block, floating the back leg up. Left arm over right. And I'll slowly release back to warrior two. Straighten front knee, revolved triangle. Left hand can be inside the ankle or outside of the foot. Right hand on low back, turning the chest to the right. And then the right arm extends from the other side, Lauren. <laughs> All good. Back heel can be down if you can, or back heel can lift, makes it a little easier. Beautiful, everyone. Really good. And we'll slowly lower hands down. Step back to down dog or chaturanga up dog down. Inhale, left leg back. Exhale, step forward, lunge. Inhale, float the arms up light. And exhale, lean forward, lifting the back leg any amount towards warrior three. And those of you with the arms forward, think like handstand now, pressing the hands forward, pressing the back foot back. Yeah. Okay, back to warrior two. Right hand towards right hip, left hand to left corner, floating the back leg up any amounts. Ardha Chandrasana. Beautiful. Come back down, warrior two. Backhand reaches inside of the front foot as you straighten both legs, either inside the foot or outside of the foot. Left hand to low back as you rotate the spine, then extend the arm. You can use a block here under the right hand. gives you a little more space. Long spine rotating from the ribs. Really good. Lower hands down, back to down dog or chaturanga, up dog, down dog. Now, same postures, we're going to add the binds this time. Inhale, lift the right leg back. Exhale, step forward, lunge. Inhale, float the arms up. Exhale to dancer pose. So you set up like warrior three, but you bring your left hand inside of the foot. Right arm extends forward. Focus your gaze at a single spot as you hinge at the front hip. Then we'll slowly lower back to warrior two, arms extend. Same setup, left hand, left hip, right hand, right corner. But this time, bring your left knee in towards the body to reach the foot. And then extend back to chapasana, sugarcane pose. So it's very similar to bow pose with the left side of the body. Eventually, right hand could float off the floor. And back to warrior two. Straighten front knee, bring left hand inside of the foot to revolved triangle, but this time to revolved half moon. So you bring your left hand forward, left leg lifts, and then turn the chest to the right, right arm extends. Maybe you bend the back knee, reach for the top of the foot here, last little bit. 
Any knee pain, just do less. Standing splits, release the foot, lower the hands, lifting the back leg any amount. And then little handstand hops here, lower your hands to the floor and start to kick off of the front foot. Shifting weight into the arms, the shoulders, straight arms, getting for that 180 degrees flexion with the arms again. <laughs> right, and then we'll lower back to forward fold. Right, I don't expect you to get right in the handstand here, but if you can, just bonus points for you, I guess. Uh, but just to have practicing that shifting of weight into the arms. All right, so inhale, lift halfway up. Exhale, fold, step back to down dog or chaturanga, up dog, down dog. Great work, everybody. Great breathing, great postures. Inhale, lift the left leg back. Exhale, step forward to lunge. Inhale, float the arms up. Exhale, dancer pose, Natarajasana, right hand inside of the foot, left arm extends, focus the gaze, steady breath. Lift and spread the toes, Susan. Yeah. Warrior two. Right hand to right hip, left hand towards left corner, floating the back leg up. Bring the knee in towards the body to reach for the top of the foot and catch the bind here. Focus the gaze at a single spot. And once you got the bind, think like bow pose, opening chest and shoulder. Back to warrior two, awesome. <laughs> Straighten the front knee, reach the right hand forward for revolves triangle. Coming right to revolved half moon, right hand forward, right leg lifts. Left hand on your low back to focus on the rotation in the ribs. Then you could bend the left knee, reach for the top of the foot. Eventually, less weight in the right hand, light right hand. Back leg still lifting, lower the hands, standing splits, floating the back leg up. And now little handstand hops here with straight arms, strong core, strong legs, shifting weight into your hands just for a second or two, coming off of the foot. All right, and we'll come back down to forward fold. Knees can bend, you can hold opposite elbows, release the shoulders completely. <clears throat> bend the knees to chair pose, hands at the heart in chair pose. And then maybe arms extend to the shape here. If there's any stress in the traps, upper traps though, just hands at heart. And we'll come all the way up to stand and reach like you're doing a handstand here, standing up, belly draws in, arms press, straight arms, engaging the upper ribs, the serratus muscles here, re reaching up. And then we'll just lower the arms, relax the arms down. All right, so we'll do a little bit of the arm balancing and then we'll play with the handstand stuff. So. Setting up for a Bakasana crow pose, have your feet together, knees come out apart as you squat down, hands, arms, just like uh, Chaturanga. That's the foundation for all arm balances. So from there, you lift the hips, knees towards triceps, one heel in, and then the other 
any amount along the way, right? So starting from each step, squatting position, hips lift, knees towards the arms, creating a shelf. Maybe you just stay there and lift one heel today. If you're in crow, you can shoot back to chaturanga, up dog, down dog, and we'll all meet back in down dog. Awesome, everybody. Really strong. We'll step up to the front of the mat again or hop. All right, so setting up for a side crow, same thing. So all these deep core hip flexor muscles have to contract. But again, I'll show us uh, how, how I suggest getting into it. So feet together, knees together, and then you reach your right elbow outside the left knee, trying to get your hands pointing forward like a push-up. Right? So not to the side of your body, but straight ahead. And you kind of lean over with the hips lifting. Bottom heel comes in first, bend the elbows, and then the top heel comes in. All right, before we get too tired, we'll switch to the other side. Same thing. All right, so you can see, I guess, from another angle, head fingers are pointing straight ahead. Hips lift, bottom heel in, then bend the elbows, then the next heel comes in. Upper body is just like chaturanga. <laughs> And then we'll come back to the center and a little wrist therapy. So sitting down on the knees, moving the hands, wrists. You can uh, point your fingers at your knees, press the hands down and lean back, stretching the forearms. And go the other way if you want to. So anything that feels good in your arms, wrists, forearms here. And just kind of shake it out, letting the muscles loosen up. Letting go of the tension. All right, so we'll use a wall for this next part. So the first time I was ever able to do handstand was because of this pose. So it's basically like warrior three, but you're using a wall. So you're actively pressing into the wall with the arms as if you're doing a handstand. All right, so let's all try that together. So you don't need a mat for this. Just come over to wall, hands uh, pressing straight ahead, just like warrior three. So from the side, your body's like a 90 degree angle with the, the left foot. So let's do the left foot down first and then the right leg reaches back. And you wanna feel activation through the arms. You can press into the hands, into the wall. Right, so you're not just hanging out here, there's activation through the arms, triceps, the upper ribs. Really good, everybody. And then we'll switch that up, other side. Strong arms in that 180-degree flexion position. And then we'll come off from here. So now we're going to turn around the other way. This one's a little trickier to find exactly the right spot. You want to get your foot to the wall. And it doesn't have to point straight down. For my hips, that doesn't feel right. So right, hips, right toes can point a little bit out to the right, which I think is more natural for most hips. And then arms can extend out here like you're doing warrior three or handstand there. It's a lot more work on your low back, so if that's too much, you can just bend the elbows and work on strengthening the back here. And again, your hands like handstand, yeah, with the flexion in the wrists, yeah. 
Good. And then we'll come back down, switch legs, same thing. You can find out if one of your legs is shorter than the other doing this. <laughs> and then we'll come back off the wall here. All right, so now the fun stuff. So have your hands on the floor and start to walk your feet up the wall, working towards like a 90-degree angle in your body here. Right? So working towards the handstand this way. Maybe bring one leg up and switch. So this is a really great way to build the strength in the arms. So from the side, you're like a 90-degree angle here. Oh. <laughs> and switch legs if you haven't already. All right, and then we'll start to come down from here. Okay, so here we can go back to the wall, and there's a muscle here that I want you all to kind of feel for. So you have your, on your, on your body. <laughs> Not, <laughs> so you have your right arm pressing into the wall and kind of poke around here on the right upper ribs. You can feel it sort of contract when you push into the wall and then feel it relax when you kind of relax your arm. So does everyone kind of feel that? This is the upper rib muscle. It's called the serratus. Very important. It's essential to do any sort of arm balance. So the way that you disengage that is that you have your arm internally rotate. Which So another reason we don't want to internally rotate and your elbow bend. So that if you try to bend your elbow and internally rotate, you can't, can't engage that muscle. You can poke around and feel for yourself. Um, but you do a little, little bit of external rotation and straight arm. And that's how you turn it on, right? So we want to be able to do that to get into the handstand. So you can either repeat the thing we just did of uh, the L shape, or you can work on kicking up towards the wall. So like down dog, maybe you have a foot away from the wall, down dog, and you can have one leg straight. And the trick with this is you don't want like your legs just kind of like swinging. <laughs> you want your, your top leg to stay straight and the bottom knee to bend. So this right leg is going to stay straight the whole time. My arms are going to stay straight, pressing down, engaging that serratus muscle. And I'm just going to bring my left knee in towards my belly and work on that part. And look forward for a spot on the floor. Right. So just working on that part. Yeah. So about a foot away from the wall. One leg stays straight. The other knee stays bent. Good. All right, and we can come down from here. If you haven't tried the other side already, try the other side. And you could work on having your both knees bent once you're up there. Have both knees bend and try to hold there in the handstand. Right, because the more, the more your legs are vertical, the more you've got to try to balance. So the knees bent can make it a little easier sometimes. That's great, Ashley. A little easier? Yeah. yeah. 
Because instead of trying to balance five feet, eight inches, now you're just balancing five feet. Or whatever your height. All right, so give it a rest now. Um, can move our wrists, forearms again, just kind of moving the hands around. All right, now um, I think you'll want your mat for this one. You don't have to grab your mat, but we're going to practice the forearm balance. So we kind of take the weight off of the, the wrists now. So I like to use a block with this. Basically, it's the same sort of principles, though. So the one leg stays straight, the other knee stays bent to get you up. And you can work on holding there before extending the leg. The block here is between your hands because if it's not, usually what happens for a lot of people is your hand starts to internally, arms start to internally rotate, and the block stops that from happening. You can either have hands down. Most people feel like this is safest, but for the shoulder, it's actually better to have your palms facing the block or palms up, pressing the back, the edge of the hand into the block. Very good. That's it, Emma. Awesome, Susan. Good. If you have questions about any of this stuff, let me know. So your head's not pressing into the floor. Uh, once you're up there, your head can be really relaxed. You want your arms to be hands a little more active, so either pressing into the block that way, or like this, or like this. But usually, those first two are, are safest. Yeah, you can really. Push into it, yeah. And push down into your forearms. About 15 more seconds, any version of this. Try to have um, your arms a little bit internal rotating. Let's try to really get that external rotation and push down firmly into the forearms. Spread the fingers out a little bit. I'll try it this way first, and then let's go up here. And when you're done, you can just come to child's pose and rest. If you want to do a little bit more, you can. <laughs> Good. <laughs> All right. Good. Good. So letting everything relax down, slowing the breath down, softening the shoulders. Good. All right, now we'll start to come back to where we started. Just bring your mat back to the middle of the room. And we'll practice one more inversion, which I don't recommend using the wall for, uh, which is headstand. So. I'll just demonstrate first. It looks like this. Right? We'll get to this position with the knees in. So this is where we're going for today, just like we did in the other postures. We're working on building the sort of core strength so we can easily hold there because then you can easily go to the next part. Uh, but if a lot of people will use the wall with this headstand and, and kind of kick up into it. 
and the neck is just super vulnerable there because you can't really get out of it. So if you fall, like you can't really get your head out of the way to protect it. So I like to have hands in the little basket here, have your bottom finger tucked in, and then your head into that little basket. And let's all start there together. So arms like a triangle shape, supporting the head. Lower body like down dog. And walk your feet in so they can't go any more towards the body. And then bring one knee in towards your belly. And then work on bringing the next knee in towards your belly before going up. Today's the day. You're safe. Good, good, good. Yeah. Press down on your forearms. Straighten legs straight up. And the weight is about 60% in the forearms, about 40% in the head. Eventually, you could even have your head lift off the floor here. All right, maybe about 15, 30 more seconds with this. Last little bit. That's it. Awesome. It's a little better every time. All right, so let's come back down to hands and knees. And then here, just moving any way that feels good, the whole body forward, back, side to side, shoulders, neck, hips, everything fluid, relaxed. And we'll come back to hands and knees. Right knee towards right wrist for pigeon pose. Left toes point straight back. Fingers help you extend the spine, keeping spinal extension as you lower down from the waist. And then you can bring hands under the head or head to a block. We'll start to sit back up and to the other side. If you want to make any movements in between, you can.
Using the length in the spine again to hinge at the waist. Less rounding in the back. And we'll start to sit back up. Any movements you want to transition, but eventually to bound angle, feet together, knees apart. All right, so remember at the very beginning, we did the pelvic tilt. So here, if your pelvis tilts back, it's going to be a lot more challenging, even if it's just a little bit. So tilt the pelvis slightly forward. So if you're trying to arch your back, and then from there, you can start to fold in at the waist. And if you want a little more here, you could crawl your arms under the leg and reach the arms out towards turtle pose, lowering the head towards the feet. Of course, you can always stay upright with this too if you don't want to round the back right now, keeping a length in the spine. From here, we'll slowly sit up. Bring the right foot to the left thigh, Jhana Shishasana. Feel your sit bones connect to the floor where the hamstrings start. Extend up from the spine to hinge at the waist over the left leg any amount. Hold the thigh, calf, foot. This one, you can let the back round here. You can bend the knee if you need to. And we'll start to sit back up. Other side, same thing. Left foot to the thigh. Feel the sit bones connect to the floor and extend through the right heel, lengthening the whole right leg as you hinge forward at the waist here. Come back up. Both legs extend. Keep the legs straight to focus on the hamstring stretching. 
or bend the knees to focus on the back and the space between the shoulders stretching. And hold on to the legs or the feet, any version of Paschimottanasana, holding over both legs. We'll start to sit back up. And then come down to your back with knees in, rocking a little side to side on the back. And then to the center, feet to the floor, setting up for a bridge pose, either bridge or wheel. So if you're in bridge, Feet are hips width, fingertips can touch the heels, start to peel the spine up, lifting the hips. If you want to go to wheel now, bring your hands, fingers pointing towards the shoulders. Again, you're wanting the fingers to turn slightly out here to bring the elbows to point in, and then to the top of the head, and then straighten the arms to wheel pose. Working towards straight arms and wheel, and fingers pointing more back towards the shoulders. Slowly lower down the way you came in with control. Now all of us will lower back down to the floor. Happy baby pose, holding outside of the knees, shins, or feet. Releasing glutes and hamstrings where we just strengthened a bit. And then feet to the floor, either waterfall pose or shoulder stand. So you could put the block under your tail at the lowest height and extend the legs straight up. Or bring the knees in, catch your hands to your low back for shoulder stand and extend the hips over shoulders, legs over hips. If you're in shoulder stand, keep the head in line with the spine. So resist the urge to look at the mirror or turn the head. Those of you in the waterfall pose, just stay there. If you're in shoulder stand, you can go to plow, legs overhead. Those of you in plow, slowly with control, one vertebrae at a time down, using as your using your core as your sort of governor to control that. And those of you in the waterfall pose can slowly let your feet down, move the block from underneath. And we'll all come to the happy baby pose one more time. And let 
let the feet down to the floor. Knees over to the left, simple twist. A new version of this, you could cross the knees if you want or stack the legs. You won't be staying here super long, just a little bit of rotation in the spine, turning the head away from the knees. And then back to center to the other side. Simple twist. And back to center. Shavasana. If there's any last movements you want before that, please do. When you're ready, just let your legs extend, arms relax. the back of the body become heavy, the front of the body light. Scan your body for any obvious areas of tension that could soften here. The upper body relaxing, the lower body relaxing. Now, before you move, just notice your body. Notice the sensations of the body, the temperature, the, the pull of gravity below you. 
Maybe you feel a little more relaxed. Notice the breath. Maybe the breath is a little easier, a little lighter. And notice the thoughts. Maybe there's a lot of thoughts. Maybe the thoughts are a little more spacious now. And the part of you that can notice your body and your breath and your thoughts in yoga is called the Atman or the true self. The part of you that can notice all these things that are always changing, that part of you is always still, calm, and centered. Even if you're emotionally freaking out sometimes or anxious or worried, there's still that part of you that is observing the anxiety, the feelings, thoughts. There's a part of you that can choose how to respond to any circumstance. Now letting that part of you, the Atman, the true self, guide your movements intuitively, starting to move any way you like to eventually come back to sitting. Just take your time doing what feels right for you to transition. Just have a moment to close our practice together with the hands together at the heart, bowing the mind to the heart and to each other. Thank you for practicing today. Namaste.